0: Science with a Swiss touch. Science with a Swiss touch. Science with a Swiss touch. (laughs) Conversations between Swiss journalists and their international peers at the World Conference of Science Journalists, brought to you by SwissNext San Francisco.
1: So hi, Curtis. Thanks for your time and for participating into this interview. Uh, Maybe quickly, can you introduce yourself?
0: Sure. Um, My name is Curtis Brenard. I am... Now the immediate past president of the World Federation of Science Journalists. I was the president of the board coming into the conference, uh, but uh, have just uh, stepped down from that position and handed off the baton. I am also an editor, a managing editor at Scientific American uh, magazine based in New York here in the US.
1: Maybe for the people listening to this podcast after make it uh, clear, can you tell us what is this uh, World Conference for Science Journalism, What what is it about?
0: Sure, Um, you know, this is the, the 10th World Conference of Science Journalists. The first one took place in 1992 in Japan, um, there was another one in 1999 and then they really started to gain steam uh, after the, the turn of the millennium um, but it's the signature event of the World Federation of science journalists which was actually created at the third world Conference of science journalists in 2002 in Brazil and um First, I should perhaps say that the mission of the Federation is really to empower uh, critical coverage of science and technology and all the related policy and economics angles worldwide um, by empowering uh, journalists and giving them the tools that they need to uh, do what is often a very difficult job. And the World Conference is really an opportunity uh, for our members. To come together every two years, the uh, the Federation now comprises 55 uh, national and regional member associations, science journalism associations from all over the world. And those associations in turn represent more than 10,000 people. So it's really quite a large network. Um, And the conference is, uh, as I said, uh, the opportunity for many of these people uh, to come together to discuss best practices and standards within our industry, to talk about uh, the challenges and the opportunities that we're facing as an industry around the world, Um, the things that we have in common. Uh, as well as the things that are different uh, from region to region. And I think that's kind of one of the most interesting things about it, is is, is to see both what we what, what we share and, and, and where we differ. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think last but not least, maybe one of the great things about this conference is that, uh, as we all know, science in many parts of the world unfortunately is a, a relatively small part of any given news operation. M- news outlets tend to focus on politics, business, sports. And that can be difficult for uh, somebody focused on science when they feel like they're just a small part of uh, their operation but then when you come together in a meeting like this you start to realize well you may be uh, just a small team in your location uh, globally it's really a, a tremendous network and I think that many people find that encouraging
1: so you were talking about the challenges um, that science donors are facing today can you give us a few examples of those challenges
0: the biggest challenge is of course and has been for a long time, access to information and to experts. You know, this is a problem that plays out differently in different countries. In places like the United States and Europe, it's really an issue of sometimes being blocked uh, by politicians or business interests that are trying, for various reasons, to prevent journalists from gaining access to the information and the experts that they need. In other areas, it's sort of a different problem. Uh, in places, uh, lo- certain locations in Africa and Asia, in particular, it's it's just you know gaining access to the journals. You know, most of the scientific literature is um, coming out of um, larger, more developed countries, and and some of our members aren't able to get a hold of uh, you know scholarly papers or get them in their local languages so that they can translate them for local audiences. That's a big one. Beyond access to information and experts, of course. Uh, Resources and support—it's it's an ongoing challenge. I think all around the world, getting the support we need from our uh, the news outlets we work for, as well as from society writ large, to do the kinds of reporting that is that's really meaningful. You know, the kinds of in-depth, highly contextual, analytical reporting that um, really helps to foster a, a scientifically informed society. So these are these are a couple of the big challenges that I think really pertain to a lot of our members.
1: For those members facing these uh, two or three challenges you've mentioned, what kind of tool when they come to the conference, what concrete tools or uh, advices or, uh, that, that the conference can provide us uh, them to, 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 to deal with those uh, challenges.
0: Well, uh, when it comes to access and information, it's a place to share certain approaches. You know, when you, when you approach a government official and you request a, an interview with a, a government scientist or you request access to a database, how do you go about doing that? How do freedom of information laws differ in different countries and how do journalists use those laws to get the access that they need? You know, many journalists here in the United States, we have the Freedom of Information Act, but many journalists aren't really aware of how to file a Freedom of Information Act requests. So, you come to a conference such as this one and you hear from colleagues who have more experience doing just that and so you learn how to use the tools that are already available to us. It's also a, t- a place to discuss, uh, for example, new trends in science, such as the open access movement, which is, of course, just hugely significant and is, is, is transforming uh, the way science is done and has been for many years now. And I think the open access movement is great. You know, it's all about making more science available not only to journalists but to the public and all those who need it so you can come to this conference and and learn about what's new in open access who's doing it and how to get access to people who are involved in that movement and then when it comes to resources and support, you know, that's always a, a tricky one. But uh, again, you can come here and learn about new opportunities around the world for grants, fellowships, scholarships, new open access online tools for doing multimedia journalism or data journalism or investigative journalism. Um, there's often There are often more resources out there, I, I think, than many reporters realize. So by coming to a conference like this, it's a place to learn about. About those tools
1: well will you personally bring back to the newsroom to for your magazine what kind of ideas or concepts or what what do you bring bring back after the conference
0: one of the things that I'm going to take back to New York where we're based is I'm, I'm I've become keenly interested over the last couple of days in a question of how science advice is provided to governments around the world. I've uh, had a really interesting uh, conversation yesterday with the science minister from South Africa, and um, it was very interesting to hear from her about how uh, she tries to foster a more scientifically informed government in South Africa. And I think that this is um, very important, given the state of world events today, what we're seeing in the U.S., U.K., Australia, where these governments are not valuing scientific information, facts, you know, the things we know to be true in the way that they should. And they're not relying on the knowledge that science produces to to make scientifically informed public policy decisions. And so what I'd really like our, our magazine to do is explore how we can break through that? How how we can apply pressure on governments to trust in their scientists domestically and internationally, and um, in the knowledge they produce in order to make the the best possible public policy decisions.
1: Okay. What do you expect for the next conference that will uh, now we know take place in Switzerland, in Lausanne? Uh, what are you, are you as a member and maybe future participant? What do you expect from this uh, next uh, conference?
0: Well, I think it's going to be fantastic, and I'm, I'm so happy that the conference is going to Lausanne. You know, I should say one of the things that I, I found really interesting about the bid is I, I love the way that this is really a team effort, that, the, that we have this Alpine consortium, and that it's really the Swiss and the French and the Italians coming together to produce this conference. I think that's going to bring a lot of value. It's not something that's happened uh, in recent years. I mean, of course, we've had associations collaborate. Uh, we had... Two associations, the National Association of Science Writers and the Council for the Advancement of Science Writing, collaborating here on this conference. But they're both American associations, and so to see this multinational collaboration is great, and I think a lot will come of that and obviously the region is just a powerhouse for the sciences so you know i for one am looking forward to visiting cern i mean i i don't know how many stories i've read and edited about cern and just the amazing work that they're doing there so but i've never been i think that's going to be a real highlight for me and embl and some of the others that are there i just think that these are uh, some organizations that are now Really defining some of the biggest projects in science, and really on the cutting edge of scientific research, uh, the European Brain Project, for example. You know, we have a, a corollary project here in the United States. You know, looking into um, cutting edge neuroscience and really trying to understand um you know that most important of organs up in our uh, our, our heads which is still su- such a mystery to us so um you know I, there's just going to be a lot of different uh uh areas uh i think that are going to be showcased in lausanne and uh should be really fascinating
1: okay thank you curtis my see, pleasure see you in lausanne I to, to, to <laughs>
0: science with the swiss touch